Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're glad to be here this morning. Honored to be here with y'all. Amen. So, praise God. You might as well get ready to go to another level. Amen. Every time you come, God's got another level for you. That's the, person, that's the purpose of coming to the house of God, yes. that every time we come, he's got another level for us. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Yes. And uh, you might as well just say that now. Say, he's got another level for me. Level. But tell your neighbor, look at me real good right now, because I won't be at the same level when this is all over with. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, tell him you won't be the same either if you, if you receive this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you can go ahead and be seated. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants you at another level. Matter of fact, if we receive, we already at another level now. Praise God. That offering should have took you to another level. Your money just changed up in here. Amen. If you believed it, your money just changed. Amen. Praise God. Well, we're excited to be here. Praise God. I've been, uh, I hope y'all didn't take my name off the road. Amen. Pastor Cynthia and I, we came here 38 years ago. And um, praise God. And uh, Dr. Jacobs uh, was uh, ministering a storefront church, probably about the size of this, this section right here, maybe about three or four rows back, and that's all it was in a storefront church. I, at that time, I was so disappointed. I told God, you don't have no churches. And I'm going to stay at home and watch uh, Charles Stanley on television. And I was so frustrated because I was hungry for God. Anybody hungry this morning? Yeah. Well, praise God, we're going somewhere. Then we got a we got a hungry. We got somebody hungry in every section. Yeah. Watch the hungry person in your section, yeah. and just do whatever they do, and we'll get somewhere this morning. Praise God, Amen, Hallelujah. We were so hungry for the Word of God, and uh, we pulled up in front of the storefront, and I said, "God, you out of steeples and you out of pews and." <laughs> And now we're in the storefront church. And uh, praise God, Pastor Cynthia here. Stand up, Pastor Cynthia. We, we've been married as long as we've been at Church on the Rock. We've been married for 38 years, been at Church on the Rock for 38 years. So you get blessed, you find your preacher the same year you, uh, you marry. In the same calendar year, I was so fortunate to do that. Amen. It really helped my life tremendously. And uh, she was, we were looking for a church and. uh I remember she, I came in the last night, uh, well, a couple of weeks before that, I was so frustrated. I was going to join the wrong church just because I told God they're all the same. And um, I said, they're all the same. She says, uh, I said, why don't we just join this church? They had a nice choir. The choir rocked back and forth and everything. <laughs> the pastor preached in a robe. They had a paved parking lot. Man. The building looked relatively new and clean. And... Uh, I said, why don't we just join this church? They're all the same. And she says, no, God don't want us in that church. How many people know you got to be what God wants you? <laughs> the planet is not, to be, it's not a place to be and be in a place where God doesn't want you. Praise God. And I thank God I had a wife that says, God don't want us in this church. I said, plan foiled. Say God doesn't want us in this church. He said, I want to go to a church where the power of God works. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got to be where the power is. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. She, she, she had, I, I didn't even know what that was. I, I, I didn't even know, understand what that meant. Does that mean they pay their electric bill? That they going to have the lights? <laughs> air conditioner going to work? I, 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 didn't, I hadn't experienced the power of God like I was going to experience the power of God. Amen. Sure. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, she said, I want to go to a church where God's power was at. And I'm sitting there listening to this. And she said, how you know we may go to a church where everybody's white? <laughs> I said, you, you're reaching, aren't you? You just, you just keep reaching. Come on now. If you want something, if you want to go, if you want to experience something you never experienced and go somewhere you've never gone before, I mean, do something you've never done before, you're going to have to go somewhere you've never gone before. Yeah, praise God. Hey, amen. They may get you out of your comfort zone this morning. You may have to praise God like you never praised him before. Sometimes there's a breakthrough there. Amen. 
When you go beyond where you've ever gone before in your worship, there's a breakthrough at the next level of worship. I know what I'm talking about, praise God. Well, anyway, she said that, and uh, I think she said, the power of God, everybody be white. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what she described. (laughs) Anyway, I know those two were in there. Oh, well, those three. First of all, God don't want us here. She said three things. I know it was threes. God doesn't want us here. Amen. You got to know where he wants you. It's so important. Never be in a place where you know he doesn't want you. Never be around people you know he doesn't want you with. Never compromise when you know you're not supposed to be there. Get to moving real fast. So she wasn't going to let us go into that place. And then, yeah, that was the last thing she said. So when I pulled up in the shopping center, when I walked in there, everybody was white. (laughs) I said, maybe I was married to a prophet. Anyway, I... (laughs) But what happened, Mark, me, and I had I experienced something uh, walking into Church on the Rock on State Street. For the first time in my life, people truly welcomed me into a church. Matter of fact, that's the standard of Church on the Rock, Nashville. Amen. If people don't greet you when you come to our church, I have a problem with them. Yeah. Because when I walked in Church on the Rock 38 years ago, the people greeted me and loved on me, and I knew I was genuinely welcome. See, people take a chance when they walk through your doors. They are really visitors. They are really visitors, and they take a chance. And see, when I walked through that door, nobody knew I was called to be a pastor. So you never know who you're dealing with. When you're dealing with people that walk through your door for the first time, you never know what you're dealing with because this is the church is, is, uh, is God's place to demonstrate heaven on earth. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Church is God's place to demonstrate heaven on earth. Amen. Praise God. And he uses us to demonstrate that. Praise God. Are you going to get greeted in heaven when you get there? You know, if you wouldn't want to be there, if everybody just turned their back when you walked in. What is this? What is this? We had all that down there. (laughs) What is this? No, it's going to be a place where you're truly, you're going to know you're truly welcome. And when I walked through those doors where I was greeted, I, was, I knew I was just truly welcome. Yeah. And, uh, and then the next thing I said, well, where's the pastor? I started looking for the pastor. After eight months, I started looking for the pastor. After eight months of Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, consistently, I told you I was hungry. Yeah. See, if you're hungry, you keep searching. Yeah. Amen. But there's a scripture. The Bible said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness means you want the plan that God has for your life. You want exactly what was in his mind manifested in your life. You you know, he says, I have thoughts about you. So you want exactly what he was thinking about you to show up in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to move into that this morning. Hallelujah. And so, uh, and so if you're hungry, you're going to get it. My God, always manage your hunger. As a New Testament, I believe you have to stay hungry for God. You have to. Come on now. We got one Jew. Praise God. We got one live one over there. I already, I already know who it is. You ain't got to tell me who it is. I'm just glad she's here this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You think they're going to be quiet in heaven? Then why you quiet down here? Why you can't say, we talking about Jesus, are we? Amen. Praise God. We ought to be able to get excited about him. After all, he went to hell for us. Amen. Praise God. And came out. So you wouldn't have to go there. I don't even like it hot when I'm preaching. Nevertheless, going to hell. If they don't turn the air on cool when I'm preaching, I say, I won't be preaching long. I do not like to sweat when I'm preaching. It's very uncomfortable. It creates a large cleaning bill, too. Anyway, moving right along. I said, where's, I said, where's the pastor? And uh, Dr. Jacobs popped out of the side closet. I, it was a closet. I thought it was an office, but it was a closet. But anyway, <laughs> and he, 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 went straight to the, he went straight to the podium, and he started teaching. Yeah. I'm 24 years old. Went to school to be a mechanical engineer. I'm 24 years old. And it was sad to say, for the first time in my life, I was hearing the gospel. 
And he wasn't ministering up about five or ten minutes. And I looked at Cynthia. I said, I knew God was that big. See, what your problem is, you don't know how big he is. <laughs> the reason we, you can't do more until you find out how big he is. You can't have more and you can't do more. Come, cause, cause, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And God chose, and praise God, you ought to thank God for your man of God. You ought to thank God for Pastor Jordan. Amen. He comes in here. He just, he just increased the house. Amen. Financially. Somebody got to increase financially listening to that word. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is looking for generous people. And while he was ministering, if you agree with that word, that word just took you up. Sometime this week, hallelujah, sometime this month, increases coming to your life. Amen. Praise God. I gave in the offering. I gave generously. Hallelujah. I want to be a part of that. Amen. Hallelujah. You ought to thank God for setting aside people to increase your life. This is the hour of increase. Yes, sir. Where you learn how big God is through the words the people have sent you. And you got two generations here and a prophet in the house. And then you got his son that was brought up in the prophet's house. Amen. Hallelujah. Devoting their life and energy. Amen. To minister you to word. And then we got Pastor Morgan tonight. She ain't going to be the same after today. We already signed off on ordination papers. Praise God. So we're ready to go now. <laughs> We're ready to go now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God just keeps bringing you people to take your life to another level, yeah. we ought to thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want you to stand to your feet and honor the prophet in the house and the pastors in the house and just thank God for them. Amen. Amen. Because it changed my life. That's just, that's just give God, thank God for them. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, praise God. And I want you to open your Bibles. Amen. Because this is, a, this is a, a time for us to go to another level. Amen. There's a couple of directions we could have gone in this morning. But um, uh, turn over here to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 19. That's where I've been preaching uh, this word. Amen. And... Um, you come to church to get words. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Amen. 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 And you don't come to church just to get any kind of word. Right. Amen. 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 Any kind of words does not work for a believer. Right. Believers have to live off of spiritual food. Right. Come on now, praise God. You know, when God took the children of Israel out in the wilderness, their food fell from heaven. Well, yours does too, if you get this. <laughs> yours does too, if you get a hold of this. Yours does too. Amen. Hallelujah. You come to church to get words that come from heaven. Amen. That's what you come to church for. Because those words dominate everything in the planet. Amen. So if we get up and talk about a word about giving, like Pastor Jordan did. Those words did not come from the earth. So you don't know what you're sitting on, really. Praise God. You're sitting on an explosion right now. And all you got to do is just believe it. Hallelujah. And it's going to change your week. And nothing on the earth can stop it. I don't care if somebody don't like you. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what neighborhood you came from. Praise God. I don't care what your mama was or your daddy was. Amen. You got a word from heaven now. Amen. And when you're born again, it means to be born from above, which means your spirit came from heaven. All right. Come on now. And when a word from heaven hits your spirit from heaven, amen, come on now, and come out of your mouth, amen, praise God, it begins to dominate everything in the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Which means you're going to have control of your week this week. 
Amen. You're going to have to tell your weak, whoa, boy, it got away from you. You know, like a horse that gets away from you. Your weak is not going to get away from you. You're going to be standing on the top of it. Amen. Amen. Controlling it. Amen. Amen. Because words from heaven dominate everything in the planet. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And that's what they're designed to do. Amen. Amen. So look over here to Matthew chapter 13 and verse verse uh, 19. Amen. And um, I, these messages come out of traveling with Dr. Jacobs and um, just traveling with him. That's the reason why I have to travel with him. It's my assignment to travel with him. We never want him to go anywhere by himself. Somebody's going to be there with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We stop what we're doing to make sure he's never by himself. Why? Because we wouldn't be doing what we was doing if he hadn't done what he did. And we never forget that. Amen. Praise you. never forget. Amen. You never forget when somebody lays down their life for you. You never forget that. Amen. You always do your part to take care of the man of God that God put in your life to give you words from him. So I never told anybody I was a pastor. I never said anything about the call of God on my life. And within the first year we got here, we were talking one day. He said, Keith, you called into the ministry, aren't you? I said, my wife don't even know that. <laughs> and he took me on his wing and trained us up. And then after being here 12 years, they sent us out by the, you know, by the Spirit of God. Yes, sir. And so everything we're doing is an extension of this house. Amen. We don't preach anything that he hadn't already preached to us. Amen. Praise God. He is the most, he is the most, um, the most creative, the most demonstrative person I've seen use words of dominion. Amen. He taught us how to use them. And that's what we minister out of. He gave us, and he uses the word like no other minister I ever met. He used scriptures that people don't even use. He's just a different kind of sword fight. He, he cuts the devil in ways others don't. Because <laughs> we, had, we had a situation where a lady called me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Normally my phone is not on my bed stand at 3 o'clock in the morning. If you want to get a hold of somebody in my house at 3 o'clock in the morning, you better call Pastor Cynthia is what I told our church. I don't sleep with my cell phone tonight. She does. But this particular night, she's charging hers up. Yeah. Mine is doing whatever it's doing somewhere in the house. But anyway, I, for some reason that night, I took, the, I took it and laid it on the bedside. And the phone rang at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's one of the ladies in our church. Her daughter was in the hospital bleeding to death. Through a female procedure, start bleeding to death. And she called us. At 3 o'clock in the morning, said, Pastor Rogan, I need you to pray for me and pray for my daughter. And immediately I remember what he taught us. I think it's over in Joel 3, 21, 25. I will cleanse the blood of those that I have not cleansed. I said to him, well, then if you can cleanse it, you can cause it to coagulate and you can stop. Yeah. Amen. So he taught us how to use the word like that. See, when people teach you how to use words of dominion, yeah. that's an important person in your life. Yeah. And amen. Pray. I'm telling you, when people teach you how to use the word, amen, amen. that person just taught you how to dominate yeah. every situation that comes up in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. amen. Praise God. And so we, I touched and agreed with on the phone, and, and we released that word. said, Father, you, can, you will cleanse the blood, and you will, always, you will also cause it to coagulate, and you will cause it to stop. So about 8 or 9 o'clock, she called me in the morning. She said, the doctor came in and said, the blood stopped. The bleeding has stopped. And she came in with tears in her eyes. She said, everybody else on this floor that had that same problem, they're not on the planet anymore. See, I almost took off running then. Because when somebody teach you how to use words of dominion, 
see the word went into that. The word, the word goes where you sent it. And so the word went into that room. Come on now. The word has personality. Come on now. It walks in the places wherever you send it. Amen. It'll go where you send it. Hallelujah. See, in Isaiah 55, he said, the word, my word shall not return unto me void. Amen. It shall accomplish, it shall prosper wherever I send it, which means it dominates wherever you send it to. So if you send it with an assignment, hallelujah, you're the greatest people on earth. The reason why you come to church is to get words. So when something's happening, hallelujah, you're not a victim, you're a victim. You're not being dominated, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Stop acting like you're a victim because you are not. You are here at church on the rock and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell. Shall not. The gates of hell shall not. I told the people in our church, you need to get a sign and put it in your front yard and just just say shall not. You shall not mess with my money. You shall not mess with my children. You shall not mess with my body. You shall not mess with my mind. Shall not. It's some things that's not supposed to be happening to church people. Come on. That's right. That's right. Come on. Yeah. Joel 321. I felt like somebody needed that word today. Come on. Hallelujah. Well, whatever we loosen, it's loose now. It's out here now. Praise God. You just need to say, here, Joel 21, and here, and it'll go to your blood. I told you, can we come to church to get words? You should be so excited. When it's time to go to church, you should be, oh, my God, you should be so excited when it's time to go to church because God is going to put his anointing on a man or a woman and drop words from heaven. See, we preach the gospel with the Holy Ghost sent from heaven. So words from heaven are being released. All of you would grab hold to it. Yes, sir. Come on. They talk about crime in America. Everybody's worried about crime in America. The biggest crime that takes place is in church parking lots. Because the Bible says the devil will come immediately. And if this was Christians' pockets, they would look like he's standing out. Before they get out of the parking lot, they jacked. <laughs> what did the preacher preach about? I don't know, but it was good, though. biggest crime in America is taking place in church parking lots. He takes the word from them so they are, they, when the word leaves me, I become a victim. Then they talk about, well, you can't, don't go here, don't do this, stay here, don't do none of that. <laughs> That's how you get scared. Yes, sir. You have no defense of what the enemy is bringing against your life. And I told our church, I told our church, the devil ain't going to take down no church. He ain't taking down no church. Why is he not going to take down a church? Upon this rock, I build mine. Jesus said, this is mine. And the gates of hell. Amen. Hallelujah shall not prevail against it. This is my house. Yeah. Jesus said, we done whipped him in heaven. Yeah. You read the Bible, they whipped him. Yeah. And then they set him on fire. They didn't have to set him on fire. They just really treated him bad. <laughs> he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Yeah. Yeah. They set him on fire. They whipped him so bad, they set him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> they whooped him in heaven. 
Then he whipped him in the earth. Yes, he did. In every city. In every village. You know you whipped. You get whipped in every city. Which means it don't matter what city you in, you getting whipped. Boy, if you get enough word in your house, it won't matter what house he went to. Upon this house, in this house, we're building it on the same rock that Jesus is building the church on. We're building the same. We're building on the same foundation that Jesus is building his church on. Our house is built on the solid rock. You're not getting Junior. You're not getting Sally. You're not getting nobody in here. You need to read the Bible. It says that Satan has made your house to target. He done messing with the church. Jesus beat him up in his own living room. Down in hell itself. And took his keys of hell, death, and the grave. It's one thing to whoop you. Did you have to take his keys? (laughs) I'm taking your keys. You will not be controlling when people die. You will not be holding bodies in the grave. When that trumpet sound, the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Everything is buried in the ground. It's getting hot because I got the keys to the grave and hell itself. I am a more than a conqueror. I am he that was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. I got these keys now. But he said to you, I'm giving you the keys. To the kingdom. Now, whatever you say, whatever, it's coming to pass. Doctor, come back to the hall, come back in the room crying. She said, Everybody else that had this bleeding problem died. We don't even know why your daughter's brain is still functioning. My Bible said he's able to keep us. Come on now. We don't know why the organ's still working. Everything should have sat down. But there was a word that was released. See, the word is designed to dominate. It's designed to dominate everything on this planet. And Jesus said when people find out, You ain't, when people, people that knew all would find out that words of domination are being released here, yeah. you better get here early. You got the sales seat right now. Yeah. 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 Oh, I almost took off running. <laughs> because see, the prophet released a word about this house. It said that people are going to be coming and laying all out. You think God don't give words and take them back. He might give a word you lay down. That'll get you in a lot of trouble. I know I could testify about it, but I'm not. I don't lay stuff down no more. Because they're designed to make you a winner. See, everything in this planet was created by the word of God. And it's called to be maintained by the word. But it has to be released through a spirit just like God's. That's why anybody can't say it. That's what makes you so special. To God, this is the most, this is the most joyful time of the week. When his children come to hear his words. That make them more than a cockerel. That's what you come to church for one reason. <laughs> Say something, preacher. I dare you. I dare you. Say something. Say something. Say something real high. Say something I can have. Say something. Praise God. That's why when he pre- started preaching the first time I heard him, I said, I knew you were that big. 
That means all them other places I was in was institutions that have been jacked and robbed of the word. And jacked and robbed of the word. We was at Pastor Sunday's church. A couple Sundays ago, I was preaching on the overflow. Same thing he preached. I'll pour water upon him that's thirsty. You ain't getting nothing if you ain't thirsty. You sit there as crackly as you want to sit. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> Why give you water that you don't want to drink? <laughs> yeah. We got to preaching. I will pour water on him that is thirsty. Floods. God will mess you up. You get thirsty. You just won't get a drink. He just sit there and just pour the whole pitch out on him. He won't care if your neighbor wants some or not. And you be besides yourself. He just put the whole picture on you. I dare you act thirsty up in here. He said, I, he said, I will do this. So when you get thirsty, you obligate God. Some of y'all didn't hear that. You can have revival any day you want it. You don't have to go down to Asbury. They don't know why they told you to go to no Asbury. It told you to get thirsty. <laughs> God trying to pull your lips real tight. Water just bouncing off. No, if you knew how powerful the words were, you'd race to get here and say, say something, preacher. I'm always down to pass the Sunday, he's preaching on that. And the lady, she had delivered a cancer. I didn't know what happened to her. Because we said the flood, we, see, you don't have when the flood happened. A flood will take your house. If the water gets high enough, it's going to lift your house off the foundations. And if, I hope you're on the high hill somewhere. At least it won't get you. You can just watch it go down the creek. You can just watch it flow instead of you flowing. Floods uproot trees. Oh, praise God. Flood or uproot trees, it'll take your car for a ride without the engine on. Yes, it will. A flood will take your car for a ride. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit, then I'm going to, he said, I'm going to pour out my flood on you, then I'm going to pour out my blessing on you, and then I'm going to pour out my spirit on you just because you got thirsty. Now that word is just sitting out there waiting for somebody to get thirsty. I don't know why so many people are walking around dry and crusty with a word sitting like that. In the Bible from heaven. So, we preached on that. And then a lady got in the prayer line, the ministry line. And she came that night because she said she had gotten delivered from cancer. But she felt the symptoms coming back in her body and the pain. And she got in the line. I didn't even know she was in the line. A flood don't care if you're in the line. You just got in the way of the flood. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, she called Pastor Sonny back and told her, told him, I felt a manifestation of the pain and the symptoms lift, lifted out of my body, came up through my neck, through my face, and out of the top of my head. Because, see, see, you, see, you got to be paying attention to what's being preached. What's available in a service is what's being preached. That's what's available. That's why you got to pay attention. I dare you say something when I'm in here. Amen. Praise God. Because I'm going to take it and run with it. Amen. And so that flood just washed over her and took the thing right out of her body. Yeah, because the word... 
the word is a dominating word. You ought to be in Matthew 13, 19 by now. Look what it says right here. Matthew 13, 19. It says here, when anyone, it says when anyone, which means anybody can get this. When anyone heareth word, the word of the kingdom. We can say the kingdom of God or we can say the kingdom of heaven, which means the word came from God and from heaven. So you're dealing with a word that came from God and you're dealing with a word that came from heaven. It's different from earthly words. Earthly words have no power in them to change anything that the enemy is doing. It has no power against him at all. That's why he comes to steal it because he wants people living powerless lives. While he's sitting in God's house. They want you to, he wants you to feel like a victim. And there's nothing you can do while you're in his house, in the house of God. And that didn't change for me until I met him. I remember the first message. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. He's preaching on the name of Jesus. I never remember anything preachers preached. Nevertheless, 38 years later. Because we wrote down everything he said. I never missed. Never. No. And missed the word. We never missed. We were always here. Every time the doors were open. And if we had to go back home to visit our family, he knew where we were. He did not have to look up and wonder where we were. We connected. So, hearing those words, and those words start getting in you. And it takes time for you to learn the depths and the power of the word of God. But it's going to be based on how you apply yourself. So my presence around him is still important. So he called me up and said, oh, going to California. I said, California trip, I'm good with that. I like going to California anyway. (laughs) Then he said, well, we added on another trip. Dodge City, Kansas. Well, that's a different kind of trip. (laughs) Because ain't nothing out there. You can see the next state standing in the middle of the city. Everything's so flat. And if you don't like cows, you're going to have a tough time dealing with the scenery. That <laughs> was like, that was like, man, that's going to be 10 days. I ain't been 10 days on no trip right. from home. And my mom lives with me now. She moved in with us, praise God. Amen. And Karina's got a baby and then the baby downstairs. So we got them at all, we got all age groups set there. <laughs> The full spectrum, man. <laughs> we got all the age groups. <laughs> and so to leave means, you know, you know, you got stuff, you know, you got to have covering plan. Yeah. So Pastor Cynthia covers and helps out and Kareen and everybody. Yeah. So I'm thinking 10 days, you know, praise God. Stephen probably has been gone long in 10 days, probably been gone years deployed in, in the military. That's why I thank the military. Yeah. I thank God for men that I worked for Fort Campbell and worked yeah. for... Uh, Army Corps of Engineers for 17 years taking care of soldiers. I have the utmost respect for men that leave their family and their wives and their children behind to serve our country. So, Stephen, thank you for your sacrifice and contribution because I know you were gone longer than 10 days. There ain't no 10-day deployment in the Army. But it was bothering me for 10 days. But I need to be with him. We got in the office and Dr. Ames gave us where his message came from. He said, you see, he asked me about this Bible. I said, no, I ain't seen this Bible before. But this Bible is interesting because it takes the word kingdom and translates it correctly to dominion. Yeah, it changes the way you think now. So now it says when anyone hears words of dominion. 
God releases words for domination. That's what Jesus used when he was in the planet. He used words to dominate every situation. And listen, it doesn't matter what situation it is that can exist on this planet. The word has prescribed a means to dominate every situation if we understand and grasp the power of the word of God. See, when you don't know the outcome of a situation, you don't understand words of dominion. When, when you are trying to apply a word to a situation and you don't see the outcome before the outcome comes, then you don't understand words of dominion. That's what happened to Peter. He's walking on water. He's walking on water. How's he walking on water? He got a word that dominated the water. Yes, he did. He got a word to dominate the water. What was Jesus doing out there? Because he said, I don't do nothing unless the Father tell me to do it. Because all the Father's doing is giving dominating words. Jesus sent them with a boat. The Father sent him across the sea without a boat. He said, I was sent to other cities, and that's where I got to go. And Father just told him to go. There ain't no more boats left. Just go. And the word dominated the winds and the storms. And he's going without a boat. And he ain't going to stop. He's not stopping to help them. Why? They already got a word that told them to go to the other side. Why do I need to help you when I gave you a word to dominate the situation? So Jesus just started walking. Use the word, boys. Let me give you a clue. Stop screaming. Ah! Stop screaming and use the word. It'll dominate it. See, because you got a spirit creating the image and likeness of God. And when you take the word that's already full of power, the word is alive and quick and full of power. And so when you release the word, it's still alive and quick and full of power. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And you've been authorized to release it because he gave you the keys. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So you get the same results coming out of your mouth. Amen. Out of God's mouth. Because he's a speaking spirit and so are you. So start speaking spirit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Start speaking. You, you look just like God on the inside. You recreated in his image and his likeness and true righteousness. Quit getting magazines trying to get an image. Quit looking at television and trying to get an image. Trying to be cool. I think I'll walk like this. Stop that. There's already somebody walking like that. <laughs> we don't need but one. You're supposed to be walking with the Holy Ghost. You're supposed to be doing what he does. He's dominating. Yeah. So Jesus, Peter looked up and saw Jesus walking. He said, Lord, if that's you, Command me. Give me a dominating word to come to you. Come on, boy. <laughs> if something happens to you, you hear that word. Boy, it'll make you throw your legs over the side of the boat. <laughs> it'll make you throw your leg. Something happened to you, pray. I'm telling when you open to the word, come on now. You start becoming what you just heard. Yes, you are. You praise God. When you open to the word, you became the other words. Somebody said you weren't smart. You went around, you know what? I'm not smart. 
They said, I couldn't have that. You know what? I don't think I'll ever have that. That's all you are. The first thing, that, when you're a baby, the first thing people try to tell you to do is how to do what? Talk. And I don't know why you learn no so well. No! Hey, Father, some people later on, let's go to church. No! Let's read our Bible. No! You know they haven't prepped me tonight. No, no, no! Still got that word down pat. God, what the book of Hebrews says, don't refuse him that speaks from heaven. Yeah, it is good. How are you going to be talking back to God? From heaven. It's one thing to tell your mama no. You got a beating for that, should have. But to look up to heaven? Something wrong with you. You need to be tested. You got to be tested. You're sitting out here on the middle of the planet. Ain't nobody holding it up. It's the only one that's got life on it. You're not going to get to go to Mars. So quit studying about it. The Bible said, the word of dominion said, the earth he's given to man. Ain't nobody said nothing about no Saturn, no Uranus, no Mars. Throw away all your science books today. That's talking about you going up there. We ain't even figured this out yet. Forget about whatever you buying no Mars. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Why gonna mess that up? Yeah. Now we got Coke cans on Mars. Yeah. Empty cans. <laughs> Joe, they gonna mess it up, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get this one right first, folks. Let's use the keys we got for here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's walking across. He said, Peter gets out of the boat to go to Jesus. Jesus said, come. Now, he starts coming. And then what did he do? He started looking at stuff. You're not supposed to look. You're supposed to keep saying. All he had to do was say, I'm coming. You didn't hear me. It was that simple. Instead of looking at stuff, nobody asks you to go on the site, site visit right now. Nobody asks you to go sightseeing. All he had to do was keep saying, I'm coming. I'm coming. Why? That was the word that dominated the storm he was in. When you release the word that dominates your storm, your storm becomes stronger. So he says this, when anyone heareth the word of dominion, anyone hears the word of dominion, he says the enemy's coming to get that word because that word is designed to dominate everything he's doing. So if somebody would take a word and put it in their business. You take a word of dominion and put it in your business, all that I put my hands to will prosper. And release that word into their business, then the dominating word will begin to permeate their business. To prosperity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. So he is the best applicator that I met. And I got his phone number. See, all you looking for somebody is to help you dominate. 
And this is the place to do it. Amen. Now look over here in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. And it says here in 13 and verse 11. And he answered and said unto them. Because it is given unto you. To know the mystery of the dominion of heaven. He said, I'm teaching you how to dominate. He taught it for three years. He taught it for three years. And then after he was resurrected, all he talked about for 40 days was dominion. That's all he talked about. I want a church to dominate. Mm -hmm. I want them to take these words that came from heaven. Yes. Thy dominion come. Mm -hmm. Your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Amen. The dominion has come. Yes. Your spirit was recreated. He says all of the end of Hebrews chapter 12, he said all other dominions have been shaken and brought to nothing. Mm -hmm. They are designed to be annihilated. Yeah. Everything that doesn't represent heaven has been designed to be annihilated. Mm -hmm. That's what your Bible says. Yeah. And brought to an end yeah. by you. And he said, it's given to you to understand how this works. Yes. My word does not return. Yes. It prospers in the thing I send it yes. as long as you keep it. Yes. Now, when people understand this, he said, they will press in here. Yes. And you will not be able to keep them out because they will be getting off the victim list yeah. and getting on the yeah. victor's list. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Turn over here to Matthew 6, 33. It's my last scripture. It's 40 minutes. That's why Paul told the church to pray for me. He said, pray so that the mysteries that unlock the message of dominion, you should be praying for your pastor. Yes. Tell him to say something crazy, Jesus. <laughs> Just way out there that we can have. Say something. Amen. Hallelujah. He told the children, I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build and vineyard. He talking out there. They ain't seen nothing. See, the word of dominion is designed to get in your... See, it came out of God's mind in the first place. That's why he said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. So God is taking his thinking Putting it on paper. Sheila mm. mm -hmm. mm. Then anointing somebody to release it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. As he gets it in them. Right. Amen. Yeah. Causing them to see it. Faith is seeing what he saw about you. Yeah. Before it hit the paper. Right. Right. And when you work with the word and spirit together. He said, now my thoughts, which wasn't yours now, your thoughts all be going to become mine. Yeah. And faith is seeing what he saw about you yeah. when he was thinking it. Yeah. And then once you get it in you and you get it locked in you and then you release that word, nothing can stand in its way. From coming to pass. Matthew 6.33. This is why he said this. Your first job. 
your first job is your real job. Seek you first dominion. Before you get married, before y'all roll up in there together, think you're going to live happily ever after? Somebody better have some dominion up in there. Somebody better have some dominion up in there. Amen. Because Matthew chapter 12, I told everybody in our church, the devil come to your house. It says he come, he looked through the window, see what y'all doing in there. He's the biggest peeping Tom there ever was. That's what Matthew 12, 43 says. He peeps in there and see if y'all in there watching the big show. Amen. Are uh, y'all, y'all sink swinging swords in there. Yeah, he's trying to see if y'all in there. And one of you said, and another one said, well, watch this. Trying to see if y'all in there swinging the sword of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Or in there playing Nintendo. Hours. Sword laying on the couch over there. Sword in the trunk. This is the house. This one right here. They're not doing nothing. Then he gets somebody to eat your donut. I'm talking the one you've been saving all week long. You've been trying to watch your weight, and you you done you done sacrificed, and 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 and, 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 and you done sacrificed, and, and you didn't eat all week long, trying to keep the calories down. Yeah. And now it's time for your donut for reward. <laughs> Anybody see my donut? Yeah. <laughs> we can tell by your tone now yeah. Oh, yeah. that some spirit is on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anybody see my donut? You got to say it twice because they ain't nobody going to say nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They decided if they're going to lie. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Somebody's always touching my stuff. <laughs> no, nobody touch nothing of mine. Nowhere. Ever. <laughs> and then the devil get on the other one. Well, you always messing with my stuff. Yeah. You ain't the only one got stuff in here. <laughs> we call it a house under siege, you know. And the greatest thing you can do now is call 911 pastor. Yeah. Help us. There's no words of dominion here. We're surrounded. Oh. Mortars are coming in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get over here and help us. Yeah. Need words now. Yeah. It's the only thing gonna fix his words. So he says this right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bye. Seek the dominion first. In the right plan. Can't dominate in the wrong plan. Seek the dominion. Now you know he's talking about the plan. Righteousness is the plan of God. He's doing everything the way he wanted. John was trying to baptize, John the Baptist trying to baptize Jesus. Jesus said, No, that all righteousness might be fulfilled. That we got to do this the way he wanted. We cannot do this. How we think it ought to be done. I spent three months teaching our church, except the Lord build your house, you ain't going to have one. You got too many moving parts in there. You got husband and wife, children and health and finances, dogs and cats and houses and cars. and all. It's too many moving parts trying to do house without God. You just write it down. Yeah. 
He ain't say you can build no house. He said except he built it. Y'all rookies in there. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Your rookies coming up in there. The devil looking through your window. You got to let God come in and build that with words of dominion. And then the gates of hell won't prevail against it. He said, if you do this first, everything, everything else will fall into his place. You get some help. You get some help. Somebody say it's falling into place. I'm hungry for the word of God. Hallelujah. Hungry for God's word. Go ahead and stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.